Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Lou, and I am here to recap the Toronto Raptors uh, getting kneecapped by a score of 122 to 100. Uh, by the hands of the dreaded Boston Celtics. But before I go on to recap what happened in this game, the gory details, let me tell you that, look, I know what you're thinking right now. Ever since the Raptors got destroyed by the Celtics, you can't get buckets out of your head. And I'm not just talking about basketball buckets. We're talking about Kentucky Fried Chicken Buckets. You watch them, you crave them. That's how it works. I get it. Happens to me all the time. I mean, you know, one minute I'm watching Jalen Brown hit six straight corner threes, it feels like. And another minute I'm thinking, wow, I would feel a lot better with a $10 Mighty Bucket for two. I mean, how can you get your mind off four pieces of chicken, two original recipe tenders, two individual fries, two dips, and of course, a popcorn chicken? But don't worry, it's normal. It happens to most NBA players during games. It just means you're hungry. So order your bucket online at KFC.ca and get it before tip-off. And, and really, it'll make you feel a lot better about this game where the Raptors... I mean, you know, they just no-showed. It's very unusual to see the Raptors no-show. If we think about sort of just this whole season, the defining characteristic of the Raptors is, okay, maybe they're they're shorthanded, maybe they got a couple injuries, uh, maybe their opponent has more talent, whatever. But the Raptors do not give up, right? We're talking about a team that came back from 30 points in like 10, 12 minutes. Um, We're talking about a team... You know that you know what down eleven to the to the, the the Pacers with like two minutes left, like a quick comeback, boom, we'll win this game in overtime. Um, you know we're, t- we're talking about a team that you know even you know some of those losses. You know okay they had some bad games this year, but full court press, change with the defense, just be aggressive, go out there and play with energy. The second unit comes in to pick up the first unit. The first unit isn't working, but something like Raptors just don't get blown out. Period. Like you know if if you think about blowouts. There was that Nuggets game that they lost on the road. Whatever, man. They had literally nobody to play center that game. Um, it, it, that that game was doomed from the start. Um, but, you know, aside from that, I, I can't think of that many blowouts. Like, yeah, there's like, okay, when Kawhi came back to Toronto, that game was tough. Um, you know, I, I think the Raptors were really shorthanded in that game. I, I, you know, it, it was, you know, that was unfortunate. Um you know, that game was a little lopsided. Uh, and, of course, the Christmas game against the Celtics uh, was lopsided. But, again, that one also made sense in, a, in the sense where the Raptors were shorthanded. And they, you know, they were playing third game in four nights. That was right after the 30-point comeback. That was right after the the, the win uh, over the Pacers. You know, I, I those games are understandable to a point. To, to see the Raptors fully healthy and for them to not give an effort like tonight was just rare. Rare. Like, I don't even want to overreact. I just want to say that, like, first off, you know, all credit to the Celtics. No slander for the Celtics tonight. Definitely no Celt- uh, Celtics slander. Um, you know, even uh, even, even um, Mr. Hayward, Mr. Education Reform, uh, also had a good night. I mean, it was on... I mean, he dunked on Surge and, and hurt Surge. Like, you know, honestly, <laughs> you know, you gotta just say, look, congratulations to the Celtics. Uh, but... 
you know, I would tip my hat to them, but my head's too big to wear hats. Like, it's, you know, all credit to the Celtics, man. They played amazing. Raptors made some mini runs. Uh, the Celtics responded to them every single time and just completely quashed them. Um, and it was a dominant showing from start to finish. But, uh, yeah, for the Raptors, like, this was, you know, it's hard to take anything concrete away from this game just because... It just, the effort wasn't there. Like, I don't know what it was. Maybe they got gassed up because they won three games in the bubble and people were talking about nice things about the Raptors. And deservedly so, when you beat the Lakers, when you beat the Heat, when you're like one, you know, one game away from securing the second seed uh, and you're and you're playing the way you are, you deserve a lot of praise for sure. But like it, this, I mean, this was just a horrendous performance from the Raptors. Um I mean, it was so bad. I didn't even watch the fourth quarter. I just went straight ahead to uh, to write ten things. Uh, I, you know, Raptors apparently scored forty three points in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, Matt Thomas got thirteen minutes. Stanley Johnson got five. Paul Watson got six. Stanley Johnson, wow, seven points. I'm, I might have to give him a three star for 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 what he did tonight, even though I didn't watch. But yeah, it was that lopsided. It was that bad. And you know, I just wrote a whole very glowing piece about how well the Raptors starting five put together. Raptors starting five plus minus minutes uh, tonight. Uh, minus twenty six for Pascal. He was terrible. Minus fifteen for OJ Anobi. Just invisible, really. Minus fourteen for Mark. Impassable. Uh, minus twenty from Kyle. Not a great game from Kyle. Minus twenty two for Fred VanVleet. It, it just, you know, it just wasn't a good effort by the team. Like it wasn't a good effort by the starting lineup. And and really, it starts, you know, defensively. Raptors. I thought first quarter defended okay. They gave up a couple open shots. The Celtics weren't hitting. After that point onward, man, it was just terrible. Um, and it's hard to pick, you know, whether it was the Raptors' defense being bad leading to the Raptors' offense being bad or the Raptors' offense being bad leading to the Raptors' defense being bad. Either way, both were bad. Um, you know, I think maybe it was more of the offense that was the issue. The Raptors started out really slow, missed a whole bunch of shots, uh, only scored 14 points in the first quarter, only had 30 seven points at halftime and that was only after the Celtics give up some really cheap free throws I thought because it could have really easily if they wanted to kept the Raptors with 30 points in the first half that's how bad they were executing and a lot of it was just selfish play I thought and not selfish and I don't think anyone in the Raptors is selfish they're not, they're not a selfish guy in the roster for sure these guys are all willing to sacrifice that's why they went what I mean selfishly I mean like guys just deciding in their head I'm going to make, like, this play right here, it's going to completely get us back into the game, and we're going to come in and come back. And it just felt like every single guy started trying to take turns to try to do some of that stuff. I mean, Pascal was trying to force a couple of things. Did not work out for Pascal. Kyle, you know, he took a charge. He got an and one in transition. Like, okay, great. And then all of a sudden, the Celtics make, like, five straight, you know, threes, and the Raptors don't do anything. Uh, Fred, you know, tried to force a couple of things. He couldn't get his shot off a couple of times. His three was not going in today. It, it was just like a pattern of just like looking at how poor some of the Raptors were playing. And, you know, it was disappointing. They didn't play together. Uh, you know, it was it was disappointing to see. And then, of course, you know, when you miss that many shots offensively, um, you know, the the Celtics were just able to get out in transition and just score. I mean, it scored time and time and time again, especially in that third quarter. You know, the Raptors were down, what, 15 um, at halftime. Because, like, okay, 15, 15 is it's a big deficit, but it's halftime. You know, you come out with a strong third quarter, you can completely make this a game. You can get it to, to a tight game, and then it comes down to your execution, your defense, everything like that, right? Uh, and then the Raptors came out, I thought, the right way. Out of halftime, right? Pascal really struggled in the first half. 
Nick Nurse says, you know what? I'm going to get my star player a post up. I'm going to run a little, you know, cross screen and get Pascal some deeper post position. Maybe a mismatch. Didn't get the mismatch. Got deep post position. Pascal in the post working against Jalen Brown. Got up calm, collected for a hook shot. It feels like it's been ages since I've seen that happen. Great. Fantastic. You know, Marcus all hits a turnaround jumper in the post right in Daniel Tice's eye. Fantastic. I love seeing Mark score. It feels like a miracle every time. Uh, and then afterwards, Fred Van Leet, you know, picks Kemba Walker in the in the open floor, picks his dribble, goes in for a layup. You know, Celtics got to call the first timeout. Raptors only down 10. Perfect. I'm like, look, the Raptors are right here. They're going to make this comeback. What happens afterwards? The Celtics hit like 18 threes in a row. They win the quarter 39 to 20. 39 to 20. Like, that is, that, I mean, you know, that just doesn't happen against the Raptors starting five. I mean, they're, if anything, they're just, okay, maybe offensively, you know, whatever, they can struggle. Who knows? Maybe Pascal wasn't really going. Kyle wasn't really going. Maybe it's whatever. But just defensively, they just couldn't defend. Um, and, you know, if there is any takeaway I would have from this game, I would probably say that it does feel a little bit like the Raptors swarming aggressive defense isn't as effective against a team like the Celtics because they do have four playmakers at once. Um, you have, what, Tatum is a problem. Gordon Hayward is a problem. Kemba Walker is a problem. Jalen Brown's a problem. And honestly, when they get contributions from Daniel Tice offensively, he scored 11. He's kind of like Marcus All in that way, right? You, you know he can defend. He can, he, you know, he could make plays here and there. He can set some solid screens. But when he can actually score and he hit, like, back-to-back corner threes at one point to stretch the lead, you know, that that's a tough team. They're five out. They have multiple guys they can, they can focus on. It's not like the Miami Heat where, you know, you can really press up on Duncan Robinson. Uh, you can really, um, you know, you, you can load the lane against a guy like um, uh, Jimmy Butler. And then you can just live with kind of whatever else is happening, right? You can, maybe you can keep Bam off the, the offensive glass, all that other stuff. That's all doable. Um, you know, you, you know, you can, you can neutralize a shooter. Or even against like the, the Lakers, for example, right? You can... Literally put three guys on LeBron, three guys on AD, just kind of rotate like that, pack the paint, and then whoever else is out there doesn't really matter. If Danny Green makes zero threes or five threes, you probably can win either scenario as long as you shut down AD and LeBron. Uh, it's just hard to do that with the Celtics, right? Like the Raptors kind of did some of the same stuff. Obviously, the intensity was not there, and, and you know you can't really judge a defense because there's no intensity. But you know, loading the lane against. You know, Gordon Hayward loading the lane against Marcus Smart, loading the lane against, you know, uh, Jalen Brown or Kevin Walker, whoever, right? Um, it's just, it's going to be tough because the Celtics are, those guys are good passers. They all move the ball, right? You look at the distribution of assists for the Celtics four for Tatum, two for Hayward, three for Tice, four for uh, Walker, two for Brown. To tell, what that tells you is, is like there wasn't one guy that was consistently at going, they were going through, they were going through all four of those guys. And they were able to just consistently, you know, overload the defense, kick it out, get open shots, and score. And so, you know, I am, I do wonder if it, if it makes a little bit more sense against, or maybe it makes a little less sense against the Celtics to play as aggressively, to consistently send double teams. Because the Celtics are a team, again, five out, guys can play make, guys can shoot, guys can score. Um, now, of course, one of the reasons why the Raptors like to load up on the ball is because they like to really apply a lot of ball pressure um, and, 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 you know, fluster the opponent and force them to turnovers. That's not what happened tonight. The Celtics only had 14 turnovers. Uh, it didn't feel like the Raptors were in fast break a lot. Only 13 points. They got outscored in the fast break, 19 to 13. Raptors not going to win any games if they get outscored in the fast break. I'm just telling you that. The half-court execution is not good enough. Um, 
And they need to be dominant in the fast break. They were not dominant in the fast break today. They were not able to create the extra turnovers. Um, and the ball pressure wasn't there. And, and, you know, there's a couple of plays you can think of, like Fred, you know, picking Kemba, whatever. Um, but for the most part, you know, it wasn't like the Celtics were flustered. You didn't see a scenario like you did in the Magic game where they, they, they spring this trap on Evan Fournier and he gets so frustrated and he's so flustered he kicks the ball and just to avoid a turnover. He switches sports, you know what I mean? Like, you didn't see a situation like, you know, AD only getting seven shots off. Like, the, the Celtics were prepared for it. They moved the ball. They were unselfish. And they just rose to the Raptors. Again, full credit to the Celtics, man. They looked amazing. Um, this is why people believe in the Celtics. Because, A, they have a lot of talent, which is undeniable. Uh, and, B, uh, they had some marquee wins. Like, you, you, you just go down the list, man. The best teams in the NBA, Raptors, they beat them 3-1 three and, uh, three and one in the season series, okay? Some of the other games, you can put some circumstances. But regardless, 3-1 and one is 3-1, and one, okay? Um, you look at, okay, Milwaukee, they beat Milwaukee. You look at the Lakers, yeah, they beat the Lakers. Yeah, okay, um... The Clippers, yeah, they beat the Clippers, too. So, you know, the Celtics, they're an impressive team. And, again, you know, a lot of that, you know, talent was on display tonight. And you even got to give them props defensively, too, because they were really able to, you know, just nothing complex, but also something that was just very, very noticeable was just how much the Celtics were taking away the paint successfully. Like, obviously, Daniel Tice, you know, he was leaving Marcus all a lot, which is not unusual. You see a lot of teams do this, but... You know, leave Mark, really help out in the lane. And the Celtics guards were able to, and wings were able to chase over the top, sort of run Fred and Kyle off the three-point line. The two of them only got, what, nine threes off tonight, one for nine. Well, that, that's that's another issue, but whatever. Um, really run Fred and, and Kyle off the three-point line and then get them into that mid-range area where they know the Raptors don't want to take those mid-range shots. Um, and you know, they, 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 you know, just Raptors didn't do a great job in that situation. They kept going to the rim. They kept missing. And the Celtics are not a team that has any shot blockers. Really. I mean, I guess if you want to consider Robert Williams, the third and Daniel Tice can occasionally get in there once or twice, but he's mostly a verticality type defender. Um, you know, they don't really have shot blockers, but they were able to send extra bodies. And it was Raptors-esque the way they were able to defend in the paint, just with extra bodies with a lot of long wings and, you know, the Celtics gave the Raptors, like, a ta- you know, a taste of what the Raptors do to most teams. So, you got to give them credit for, for executing defensively. Um, and, you know, the Raptors struggled with that. And, and the guy that struggled with them the most was Fred, was, uh, was was Pascal. Because we know, man, Kyle can have off nights in terms of scoring. Like, some matches not totally there. Um, you know, I, I don't know if the, the all-out, you know, kind of commitment, that, that, like, intensity from, there, from Kyle was there. We've seen Kyle in games where Raptors are down 30. Okay, wow, Kyle's going to come in, take like four pull-up threes, and like, it, you know, if, if the Raptors are going to lose that game, Kyle's going to go down swinging. Don't really feel like that was the kind of vibe from Kyle today. Um, you know, Fred can do a couple of things, but again, Fred is a six-foot guard going up against Jason Tatum, trying to take him off the dribble from the three-point line and finish at the basket. You know, just work that out. That's not going to work a lot, right? So you're the guy you really needed to succeed in this matchup is Pascal, and Pascal was just downright terrible. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, there was a stretch there in the second quarter where you got two wide-open threes, brick both of them. That was hard to see. But it was really the, the – the just the – I mean, when you go back and watch this game, like, the reads Pascal was making, a lot of them were there, like, just bad reads. Um, you know, wasn't able to get – Good shots off consistently. Um, even if you look at Tatum, only took 14 shots tonight. You know, Siakam took 15, both played 28 minutes. Tatum took good shots, right? Even the, some of the threes that he missed. Okay, he was two for seven for three. A lot of those were good threes. Obviously, when he got into a rhythm, he could take some step back threes and just, you know, 
boom, boom, hit Serge Ibaka with the step back, hit him with a three. Okay, that's great. But he, when you're going, obviously you can take some setbacks. But Tatum was taking good threes, taking good shots in transition, just playing within himself. Pascal, just the reads were just, they were off. I don't know what else to say. They were just off. Um, you know, you would get into the post, you, the, you know, the extra bodies would come, you kick it out. Uh, you know, not not necessarily the cleanest catches or whatever, or whatever. It's just the issue was there. But then, you know, sometimes you get into the post, then force up a shot. You know, miss some makeable ones. Um, you know, the the Raptors did get a good job of you know coming after halftime. Okay, let's get Pascal a couple more cleaner possessions, just easier straight up possessions. He had like two nice, you know, simple straight up baskets in the third quarter. But for the most part, Pascal really couldn't really get it going, and this is disappointing because. Pascal had a 30-point game against the, the Celtics earlier this year. Maybe this is really early. We're talking about stuff that happened in October. A lot of things were different in October uh, as compared to now in, in the world. But, yeah, I mean, you know, Pascal was, you know, I, I didn't really see this matchup as a bad one for Pascal. I, I think he has enough length to, to you know, bother and, and score over Jalen Brown. If the Celtics double team, you know, I think Pascal should be able to move the ball better than he did tonight. Zero assists uh, against 15 shots with two turnovers. And you could tell the frustration was getting to Pascal too, right? Because he was just, I mean, he was he was just terrible in the first half. And so, you know, he had one play where he was forcing the issue, you know, driving from the three-point line. Even though if someone in the strong side corner, he's already on the wing. The spacing is not good. Um, someone, you know, on out top too and... You know, Pascal forces it into traffic. He gets stripped by Brad Wanamaker. Um, and then, you know, Pascal's frustrated. And t- essentially, I, I call this the DeMar DeRozan foul, where it's just he just grabbed the guy and stopped the fast break. Except, you know, you don't have fouls to give. You're in the bonus because you're playing like garbage as a team. Yeah, that's two free throws. And instead of, you know, trying to make up for that mistake because, you know, you forced the issue and had a live ball turnover against a team that's really good in transition... Pascal instead just takes the foul for, out of frustration there. And so that was disappointing to see. To be honest, I mean, Pascal hasn't really had it going in any of the four, you know, uh, bubble games here. Um, you know, he had some moments in the scrimmages, I thought, some spurts where he looked great. But we're talking about scrimmages. Um, you know, it, it just hasn't fully been the same scoring-wise. I think Pascal shooting under 40% as a whole. Hit some threes. Today he was not obviously good from three. And it just doesn't look like the same kind of energetic, like, um, aggressive, you know, attacking Pascal. Like, the decisiveness, he wasn't really taking it to the defense. A lot of static post-ups. You know, teams have really scouted Pascal well. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's not it's nothing that I don't think Pascal can, you know, it's not like, I don't think there's anything he can't handle. But at the same time, you know, uh, I, I would feel a lot more reassured if I saw, you know, a, a couple of good Pascal performances heading into the playoffs. Because, you know, let's be honest, like, it, everyone else, like, it's important that they, they play well, of course. Everyone has a role to play on this team. Pascal has the biggest role to play on this team. He has a huge responsibility defensively. I think most nights he can, he, 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 you know, he does that. But offensively, you know, the Raptors are going to need him. And he does not look very sharp right now. So... That is a is a concern, uh, and then the other concern is just yo the bench continues to come in and just stink it up. Look, the, the starters are bad tonight, so whatever the bench comes in, they're bad. Doesn't really matter, right? It is what it is. But when we're talking about Sergio Baca, fourteen minutes, one for nine from the floor, zero for four from three, um, just it, it just not active on defense at all. Slow to react. The minus twenty two in fourteen minutes. 
Uh, it was bad. And, of course, it was really bad because he left the game after getting poked in the eye. After getting dunked on by Gordon Hayward. Bro, getting dunked on by Gordon Hayward is just unfortunate in the year 2020. Um, but, yeah, hopefully Serge is okay. Hopefully he's good. Um, because the Raptors need him, man. The Raptors really need him. I mean, even with him struggling, you know, you know what Serge can do. We, we've seen what the confident version of Serge can be. We have not seen it in the four games here. Again, similar to Pascal. Okay, yeah, he had some good bubble games for sure. Like, you know, we go back and listen to some of those podcasts. He was doing great in the bubble. I thought he was going to do well. You know, but ever since he's been relegated to the bench, I mean, the production has just fallen off a cliff here. Uh, it, it, he comes into the game. He's hesitant. He's not bringing any energy off the bench. You know, when you come off the bench, you really got to be energetic. You got to change the game in some way. We know Serge can do that. You know, he's not finding his shots. Uh looks a lot of times he has the ball he's looking around a little bit he sees that he could be making a pass but then he's like yeah i could also be taking the shot and then takes the shot the rhythm is not there offensively and yeah two points one of nine for surge again against a team like the celtics who you know mostly was matched up against their backup big man robert williams the third okay that guy can jump you know he can make a couple of plays but that's like a baby nagara type of player like you know you should be able to you know bang into him down low get a couple of good looks off you know, Serge has traditionally played well against the Celtics. Um, I, you know, I, I don't think they have anyone to really contest his length. Um, yeah, but again, none of, we saw none of that today, right? Serge is so much of a guy who's supposed to be in rhythm, you know, catches things on the move, has things set up for him, but he's a really nice finisher. We've seen none of that so far. Um, you know, we saw maybe small hints of it in the Magic game where he was sort of getting offensive rebounds, but... Like, with all due respect to the Orlando Magic, like, they are not the Boston Celtics. Like, there's there's levels to this, right? So, uh, it was disappointing to see Serge. It was disappointing to see Norm. You know, missed a couple open threes. You know, Nurse keeps saying he likes the way Norm's playing. I don't I don't fully see it. I'm, I'm not trying to disagree with Nurse. Obviously, he knows way more about basketball than pretty much anyone in the world. Um, but, I don't know. It's just Norm doesn't look completely comfortable either. I think, you know, him coming off the bench... He's not really getting easy offense, and I'm and, and it's not like Norm was getting like what twenty points consistent every night on easy looks. Of course, he was making tough looks, but like the steady diet of what makes Norm effective, like getting out in transition. Uh, Norm was a monster in transition this year. How many times has Norm gone out in transition in in four games? Not very often. Um, you know, in terms of just like okay, rocketing off a screen, curling around the screen, going towards the basket, catching the pass, boom, finishing. One hard dribble going to the rim, that long, you know, um, wingspan getting to the basket. Not seeing much of that either. Uh, you know, the catch and shoot threes, whatever. Those are going to fall eventually. Obviously, you know, whatever. We know Norm's a good three point shooter. He shot forty percent two years in a row now. I believe in the three. Uh, you know, those are just aren't falling. Whatever. But it's just something that's a little bit off with Norm. I feel like it's like okay, off the bench he has to make more plays in general. Uh, but I also think it's just like the, the defense for the bench has also been kind of lacking, right? So Norm's getting less opportunities to run out. Either way, um, you know, we saw Norm brought in as the first sub tonight. Around the six-minute mark, he came in for OG. Raps were really struggling offensively to try to get Norm going with a couple of baskets. Didn't fully work, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, having Norm and Serge struggle at the same time is is bad. But it also doesn't feel like a coincidence, you know what I mean? Like, the two of them struggling both off the bench is... Kind of a concern. Like, the Raptors really got to figure out what that bench is doing. And it's defensively, too, with that bench. I mean, there's guys that are coming in and making mistakes, period. Right? Like, Terrence Davis, he's made his fair share of mistakes, not just on the floor. But, like, you know, he came in today. And I, I, I honestly, I was so disappointed with the little stretch that he had because, you know, 
he he comes in uh you know he jumps after driving into traffic the Celtics you know packed the paint he jumped in the air threw a pass directly into Jason Tatum's hands it's a 3 on 1 fast break Tatum goes in for a layup that's bad uh then comes you know a couple plays later defensively there's a rotation and the Celtics were you know well the wrapped rap, ran a pick roll one side there's overload Davis misses a rotation the Celtics score that's bad pretty obvious rotation there a bit of it you know it seemed like he was a little confused as to what Reed was supposed to be making and then you know another possession in that stretch you know he is the point guard in that in that set he is not he has not made a pass and he just comes off the screen, drives in the traffic, drives right into Robert Williams the third, who is a good shot blocker. Like he's legitimately seven feet tall. He's athletic. He, you know he can block a shot. And and Davis just tried to force one into him. Didn't really work whatsoever. And you know it was disappointing. Now he ended the game with ten points. Uh, apparently shot four or seven. Uh, you know he came in gave some great energy. I thought. You know he tried to attack the offensive glass. You know he tried to make a couple plays to the basket. Had a nice block at one point. They'll so give him his credit. He he was trying to find his rhythm, but you know he you know that was a tough stretch for the for the bench. And again, the bench is just night after night. Is I'm, I'm talking about the bench. Like the bench has to be better, uh, especially in the night where the Raptors starters are bad. Man, like the starters we know are going to be great most nights. Obviously tonight not good, but bench got to come in once in a while and pick them up. They have not done that any of the three games really or four games. So yeah, it was a loss. Whatever you know, it's uh it was a tough effort. Raptors didn't play a lot of defense. Didn't play very cohesively offensively. Uh, and it's disappointing because it came against the Celtics. Um, the Raptors had a great chance today to uh, lock up the second seed uh, with a win. You know, their, their magic number is still one. So if the Celtics lose again or the Raptors win again, uh, you, you know, it'll be good. The Raptors play the Memphis Grizzlies on Sunday at, at, at 2 p.m. Eastern. You know, I, you know, I'm expecting a bounce back performance. But, uh, yeah, they missed the prime opportunity here. And, and quite honestly, they just got ran out of the gym. I mean... The Celtics looked amazing, man. They they made some plays. They looked really good, uh, and you know I I don't know. I'm not necessarily worried because you know I still think the rap. First off, I think the Raptors can play way better than they played tonight. All right, that's why I'm not worried. Um, but I also think I'm not worried because I actually do believe the Raptors have some legitimate advantages. But there are some things to consider. Again, the defense being so aggressive against a team like the Celtics, like move the ball, play make. You know, that's something to consider. I'm not saying the Raptors could throw out everything that they're doing. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying it is worth a second thought. Um, and then, you know, I also feel like it, there are some matchup issues. Like, for example, defensively, you know, you had Kyle guarding uh, Jason Tatum most of the game. OG on Gordon Hayward. Uh, Siakam on Brown. Feels like, you know, I don't like any of those three matchups necessarily. I think I would like OG on Tatum a lot more. I think I would like to see Siakam uh, on, you know, Hayward and maybe Lowry on Brown. It just feels like, you know, you okay, so Hayward's really good at being physical off the high pick and roll, uh, but if there's someone longer than him, he's not really going to shoot over. He might pass it out. I kind of like Pascal for that. You know, OG kind of did some of that to, to, uh, to Hayward as well, but obviously Pascal's just a little bit longer. Um, you know, I think OG on Tatum just makes a lot of sense. You know, Tatum's able to get into the middle of the floor. Uh, operate that pick and roll game, you know, Kyle's pretty good at navigating screens, but, you know, I, I think, you know, just putting a little bit more length there is good. And then Brown, I mean, <sighs> Brown is a tricky player, man. He he, cause he can make some plays on the move now. He's really improved this year at a breakout year. Really, I don't know why people don't talk about Jalen Brown a little bit more. It's most improved. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, 
I, I still think that ultimately his hand is a little bit shaky and maybe dribbling against Kyle, maybe not necessarily the most comfortable thing for him. Uh, it just feels like the matchups could be could be different. And maybe, look, maybe this was some sort of like weird 4D chess from Nick Nurse to be like, I don't want to show any cards in case the Raptors play the Celtics in the second round, which is very possible. Um, it's weird that his team got blown up by like 40 <laughs> while doing it, but, you know, whatever. Maybe that it was a strategy. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Um, you know there there are some real issues here, and and that's the thing. The Celtics are a great team because they have a four of those you know vectors on offense. They can all hurt you, um, but they also have just like a really big wing lineup. Like whatever you want to say, it's Brown, it's Hayward, or it's Tatum at two. It's tough. I mean, meanwhile the Raptors got some smaller guys, so um, you know it is what it is. It was not a great game in terms of three stars. I mean, this would be difficult. Um, Ah, man. Uh, I got to give... I'm going to give Mark first star. Out of the seven rotation guys, I maybe felt the best about what Mark did. Um, You know, I like that he... I mean, maybe I just have too much of a soft spot for Mark. Maybe I'm just, you know, babying him a little bit because expectations are lower. But, you know, he had... He played well in the sense that, you know, he rebounded the ball. He played... he, He executed the defense of schemes well like you know don't really remember a lot of mistakes from mark maybe there's just that one like late shot clock situation five seconds left you know he didn't get out to uh tice fast enough um and with only five seconds left and tice at the three-point line you just got to close out period i, I don't care if he's a bad three-point shooter you got to close out there but for the most part mark played decently you know he had two nice passes one where Fred was curling uh, off the corner, and, and, and Mark fed him with a uh, beautiful bounce pass. Uh, Fred was able to finish the reverse layup there. Uh, and then another play where Mark got doubled in the post. Uh, Norm made a cut from the weak side wing, and Mark was able to, uh, you know, despite all the pressure on him, feed uh, Norm down low for a layup. Uh, and, you know, he hit some turnaround jumpers, you know, got into the post, put some fouls on Tice. I didn't, I didn't hate the way Mark played today. Um, yeah, I mean, if you just consider what most players do uh, on a night night basis in terms of their average numbers, uh, Mark giving you six points, nine rebounds, four assists, and a block uh, in 22 minutes on 50% shooting is um, is the closest because you know OG getting three, Paso getting 11, Kyle getting 11, Fred getting 13, Serge shooting only two points, one on nine shooting. Norm, 11 points on 11 shots. Yeah, I mean, I think Mark had the closest one. So, weirdly enough, Mark gets the first star. Um, uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch a lot of garbage time. So, I'm just going off the stats here. Uh, Chris Boucher gets the second star. You know, um, nine points, five rebounds, an assist, a block. You know, perfect from the field. 202 from the three-point line. He did come in and give the Raptors a three somewhere in the first three quarters, I remember. And I was like, oh, that's nice. Uh, so that's enough for the second star, honestly. The Raptors not play well tonight. And then third star, I got to give it to Stanley Johnson, man. Again, you know, plus 12, uh, you know, you can't overlook the plus minus in five minutes of a garbage time performance. Uh, seven points, three rebounds, two assists, three or four shooting. He hit a three. I mean, you know, a lot of good Raptors didn't hit a three tonight. Kyle Lowry didn't hit a three tonight, but Stanley Johnson hit a three tonight. So if Stanley's going to get that third star. Again, I did not watch garbage time, so I have no idea what the context was here, but... Uh, I'm just I'm 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 rooting for Stanley, uh, and and that you know this seems like a, as good of a time as any to hand out uh, one of the three stars to Stanley Johnson. So yeah, I mean you know it was not a great performance. Um, again, I, I just think the Raptors 
didn't look like themselves. It wasn't like the Raptors competed the hardest and just got their you know their 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 asses kicked. Like that's not what happened tonight. Raptors just didn't show up for some reason. Um, and I would have very much liked to see the Raptors show up tonight, but they didn't show up. Uh, they got destroyed. You know, props to the Celtics. Y'all played well. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you guys in the second round, and we can just finally decide this once and for all. Because I really do feel like the the talent is like roughly equivalent. Maybe the Celtics have more talent. You know, top end Raptors maybe have a deeper talent. Of course, with Serge and Mar- uh, Norm playing the way they are, very very debatable. Uh, but I obviously expect Serge and Norm to be a lot better than they were tonight and going forward. So it'll be a really fun series, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure you know it's one of those you know grudge matches that maybe no one else in the NBA cares about. But you know, as Raptor fans, I know we care about it, and it will just be nice to uh, to to basically decide who who's better. Because again, Raptors have played every other relevant team in the East in the last what like six seven years. They've been going to the playoffs. You know, you look at Indiana, Brooklyn, uh, Orlando, uh, Washington, Cleveland, obviously. Um, you know, who else they play, man? Like Milwaukee, obviously. Philly, you know what I mean? Like, they played, they play, you know, they played most of the relevant teams. I mean, I guess Atlanta didn't play, but whatever. That's some Mike Budenholzer team. Don't really consider them relevant in the playoffs. Um, you know, the one team that they've complete, so somehow always missed is the Boston Celtics. So I would love to see this actually as a playoff series. I think it would be really good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it could also be really bad if they keep playing like this. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Again, you know, this is a, it's a tough one. But, you know, the Raptors uh, play again Sunday. So, yeah, I mean, look for the podcast uh, after that. And, oh, by the way, if you haven't checked it out already, the two programming notes, one, the Raptors group chat, we launched that show here at Yahoo Sports Canada uh, this week. It was really good. I mean, I'm not even trying to just shill for the product because this is my team. Like, I, you know, I'm just, I, I really enjoyed it as a Raptor fan. It, you know, the first episode uh, of the Raptors group chat went up on Yahoo Sports Canada's YouTube page. You can look for it there. Uh, but yeah, it had, you know, some of your podcast favorites, you know, Alex hosting the show. You know, that's going to be gold when he does that. Um, you know, you had Katie uh, Iman on the podcast. Uh, and uh, and the slander expert Assad. So like it was it was fun. Again, just forget the Celtics result when you listen to the Celtics slander. It is obviously regrettable, but you know I just thought it was a nice, uh, funny, light-hearted conversation between rapper fans, which is honestly the vibe I'm usually trying to go for. Um, but you know, especially in that group chat show, I think it was really well done. So check out that first episode uh, on the Yahoo Sports Canada YouTube page. Uh, and then the other program we note is the Raptors Over Everything live call-in show is going to take place again. Um, you know, the first episode, me and Josh back on the airways taking phone calls. Um, you know, it's obviously a little more difficult in the studio, but um, we, we made it work. Uh, first episode, I thought, went out really well. So the second episode, if you want to call in to talk to me and Josh, give your hot takes on the Raptors, you know, ask questions, you know, whatever, uh, call in, you know, uh, it's going to be Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that's uh, August the 11th. So look out for that. But um, yeah, if, if you know, if before then, I'll have the reaction podcast out on Sunday's game against the Grizzlies. It'd be nice to see JV again. The Grizzlies have been struggling. Uh, so hopefully the Raptors can just take care of business and bounce back in a big way because, you know, they didn't show up tonight. So I hopefully they show up next game. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.